I suppose I had a fairly normal early childhood. I was a very happy little girl with um, Christian parents and um, just exposure to Christianity at an early age. Um, I was a pretty voracious reader starting at an early age and I can't remember what age exactly that it started but I do remember being fairly drawn to romantic type stories and being very aware of that and enjoying that a lot. I think around age eight I um, read a little Christian novel and it had uh, a little bit of a romantic kick to it and I was hooked and I would say spend a lot of time at the library checking out books and um, just really enjoyed romance and kind of starry-eyed about it and um, even just movies feeling really kind of shaped by um, the idea of being discovered by someone and, and being loved by someone was just a very attractive idea to me. Um, and I suppose uh, as I grew up and just started to age, that idea became more and more attractive. And um, around the age of nine or 10, my parents were divorced and I suppose um, having that breakdown of um, a strong male figure in my life would have kind of fueled this fire a bit of really desiring male love and attention and um, that absence really affected me I think in the, in the long term and so I, I definitely felt a thirst for that was very aware of uh, male attention and affection and desiring of that. Um, so by the time I was 12, um, that was heavily on my mind, wanting to be pursued by uh, a boy and in a relationship that way. And I even think that I, I believe that that was where all the excitement in life would lie, that once I was in a romantic relationship, that's when life would open up and that's um, all the, all the best things in life happened in a romantic relationship. So by the time I was 12, I had my first boyfriend um, who was an older boy, uh, 17, and when he took notice of me, I just was so excited and um, thought that this was, this was it, this was gonna be like the pinnacle of my life up to this point. Um, I thought all the kids would be, you know, impressed and um, the girls would be jealous and it would be such a great life story and, and this was the beginning of things. Um, having kind of thrown myself into that relationship and um, having a lot of time with this boy, um, it actually produced a fairly opposite result. Um, we became sexually involved by the time I was 13 and you know everything I had ever read or seen on a TV show or in a book seemed like wow this is this is what every girl wants and this is you know this is exciting and um, but actually I was pretty ashamed and embarrassed and didn't want anyone to know um, I had always been a pretty good girl and I wanted everyone to still think I was that good girl and so I hid that and 
um, was really ashamed. But even after that relationship came to a close, um, even though you know it hadn't brought all that fulfillment that I was looking for, hadn't completely fed the need that I had, I, it was still a top um, idea in my mind that, well, he, maybe he just wasn't the right one. So once I get discovered by the right one, you know, all my dreams are gonna come true. Um, so when I left for college, sure enough, that first year, um, there was a guy that I had noticed um, who took notice of me, and it really was exciting. I really, it did seem like, okay, this is what everybody was talking about. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, and I really threw myself into that relationship uh, wholeheartedly. We spent all our time together. I, um, I wanted to be the per perfect girl. I wanted to be desirable and, um, you know, make him happy and um, have that kind of exciting relationship that I had set my hopes on. Um, so it got pretty serious fairly quickly and um, I had pretty well isolated myself from most friendships um, because I was wrapped up in this relationship. And um, I remember vividly having a conversation um, in the car one time about abortion and um, had said to him, you know, don't ever ask me to do that because I wouldn't consider it. And the following month I was pregnant and I just, I didn't know what to do. I f felt completely cut off from everyone and another one of those situations where this thing has happened that um, was not what I expected, was not in my dream. Um, and it became pretty obvious that um, this person that I very deeply loved was not considering um, family with me, especially at that point. Um, and um, I was very weak in that time. I felt like I, I didn't even talk about, you know, the month before I had talked about how I would never consider abortion. I didn't even, sp I didn't even consider speaking up for myself and um, the arrangements were made and I very just easily followed along, um, just feeling like I didn't have the strength um, to stand up for what I knew was right. Um, you know, all those years and coming from a broken family, I had these great ideals and dreams of what being married would be, what being a mom would be, and being a wife. It was something I desperately, desperately wanted. Um, but this was just the complete opposite of everything I had hoped for. And um, going to that clinic was, it was a very surreal experience because it was crowded. There were a lot of people in there with all kinds of stories I knew must be going on, you know. And I was a, just an anonymous person there too. And 
um, you know, going into that room on my own and feeling uh, just totally shattered and broken. Um, I remember lying there before it happened and just crying out, this isn't what I wanted. Um, even though there wasn't anyone there who loved me or cared and it was just their job, I felt like I had to at least verbalize this is not what I had in my mind and in my heart. You know, I wanted children and it was devastating. And so after, um, after the abortion, um, I just started to experience a real deep depression that I was not prepared for. Um, I didn't really realize how deeply it was going to affect me, how um, sad and um, isolating it would be to deal with some of these emotions and feeling also, you know, discarded and um, unloved. Uh, so it, it came, it was not a very long time after that it was clear that this relationship didn't have legs to stand on long term and it unraveled and we parted ways but I was left like a shell I would say and I had completely isolated myself in that process from um, family and friendship and so I don't think really anyone had any clue how despairing I was and what a dark place I was in um, but God knew and Jesus was, uh, used that time, that really sad and low time to just reach out to me um, in a lot of different ways, just subtly. He was just tender and um, kind of slow and steady to just reach out to me through other people, peop strangers even, um, would say things that just cut to right where my heart was. And I began to realize my need for Jesus. I had known him as a little girl and uh, just I always think that you know that early exposure to him uh, I just recognized his voice the second time around. Um, so he was just real tender about pursuing me and uh, I began to respond to him, and I would come to church, but again, just that darkness in my heart was just so prevalent. I felt really ashamed to go to church, just hiding this horrible thing that I knew I had done wrong, and feeling completely unworthy of his love and forgiveness. And, you know, it would be, long periods of time between my visits to church I would go and I would cry all the way through the worship you know singing songs about his deep love and his forgiveness and his grace and just feeling like I had to run away because it was I didn't deserve it and I was so bad and wrong um, but I kept coming back uh, he was just gracious to keep after me and 
I came back and it wasn't long before I recommitted my life to Jesus and um, just felt him, you know, slowly pushing me a little bit further to start airing out some of these things that were holding me captive and keeping me from growing and experiencing the depth of his love that he wanted to give me. So um, feeling like just by his Holy Spirit, he was telling me to come clean. I sought somebody out that I trusted that, you know, knew, I knew was trustworthy and loved Jesus and would care for me and listen. And uh, I just met with her and unloaded all these things that I had never told just from the very beginning all the way up. Um, <clears throat> and she prayed with me and I just immediately felt like all of these weights that I'd been just dragging around were just severed. And I felt just freedom and lightness in that secret that had held me so captive just uh, lost its power completely. It was amazing that something that seemed so big and so awful um, could just lose its power in a moment. And um, it's, it's a sad thing even now to look back on and to remember but God's completely redeemed the whole situation. I feel like in His grace, He's given me all the things that I have ever wanted. I mean, He, he met, even before giving me a husband and, and children, He met that deep desire for love and acceptance um, all the way down to the deepest part of my heart that had been so lacking and so starved. I, he completely quenched that and set me free. To this day, it's, it seems like another person's life. He's removed the sin from me, just like the Bible says, as far as the East is from the West, so has he removed our sin. I feel like he's taken that sin so completely off me and bore that burden for me I don't walk in shame anymore. I don't feel like that broken little girl anymore. Uh, he's restored me completely. He's given me joy where there was so much sorrow and sadness. Um, and I do feel like, as hard as it is still sometimes to recount and talk about, he's, he's brought beautiful things out of it. And I know in the midst of any kind of pain or hurt or um, suffering that I brought on myself or on others, he's, he somehow brought good out of it in a way that only he can do. I can't, in my power, I, there's no way I could have ever fixed what was broken in me. And he's, he's fixed it. He's set me free. And I, I just believe that, you know, even, even now, he has plans and purposes for bringing about beauty out of this terrible story, out of this terrible um, secret that I held. I know that he has purposes to use it for his glory in other people's lives. I think God, God in his you know, wisdom creates women with this need to be loved and understood and pursued and you know, that's not an accident that I was made that way, and I don't even, you know, I don't even believe that that was wrong. I believe that he made me that way, and there's something about my temperament that I was 
I was created to desire those things, yet I wasn't meant to take the reins on that. I wasn't meant to feed this thing in an unhealthy way. You know, the Bible talks about um, how we shouldn't awaken love before it's time, and I think that's what happened with me. I, I awakened this love by feeding it unhealthy food um, instead of realizing God has made me this way for a purpose and he will satisfy this. He will bring it to pass in his timing. So I think if I could go back and knowing what I know now, if I could somehow tell, you know, 12-year-old Rachel, trust Jesus, you know, he, he's a giver of good things and he's not going to make you a certain way and then withhold from you. He knows how to satisfy our greatest, greatest needs, our deepest needs, and his way is so much better than our own way. I mean, he knew exactly how that need, that need needed to be met in me. And um, if I had known that that was possible to have uh, a better dream, it would have been nice to be able to wait on it and to realize, you know what, he's gonna always take care of me. He's always gonna provide what I need when I need it. And so even for my own daughters, I just really want to you know, come alongside and, and validate, you know, it's okay to desire love and it's okay that you're made this way, but don't, don't feed it when it's not time to feed it. You know, let, let God lead you, let God provide for you in the best way because His way is the best way. I think if I could um, just say any encouraging word to a woman carrying this type of secret. Um, it would be that God knows the pain that you're carrying and He's not angry and, and wanting to snuff you out. He's wanting to draw you in and show you love and healing. Um, he's just so merciful and He does not pay us according to our are what our sins deserve. He's full of mercy and his desire is closeness and unity with us. And, you know, keeping things in the dark, whatever the secret, um, but I know this secret for me, it kept me at arm's length or even further, just completely unable to receive his love. And his love is just healing. It's it's like balm, you know, and um, I would just encourage anybody who's carrying around this type of dark secret um, that that's not your identity. You're a daughter of Christ, and He wants to shower you with love and healing, and it's time to let go of this thing that's holding you back. It's time to, to let God cut it away and and tell you who you really are and set you free from shame and condemnation and um, to dig you out of the mud that, that the enemy is keeping you encased in. That, you know, letting go of this thing, it's really what God wants for you. And He's got such good things if we just trust Him even with our darkest, ugliest secrets.